Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Sir Rock Vodka. Pour yourself a glass of Sir Rock, and relax. Then get behind the wheel. Psych. That was a test. You failed. You drove your car while having a smooth glass of Sir Rock. Go to jail. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Can I join you? Today, our guest. Can't say the name. I gotta bleep out her name a bunch of times. We're talking about polyamory. What's it like when you've been in a relationship for seven years and then you decide to open it up? Decide to explore it. Also talking about kinky stuff too. Our guest, not gonna, again, not gonna say her name. She likes kinky stuff, but she doesn't want it out on the internet, searchable to the world, which I get. I totally understand. This is a, it's a cool episode. If you're my father or you're a conservative dad, maybe skip this one. Maybe it's not for dads. I don't know. Or listen to it. But it gets weird. That's what I like about this podcast. It gets weird. I'm not too weird myself, so I get to learn about other people and, and call them weird and make fun of them and point and laugh. I'm kidding. Our guest is a, is a poet. We kick this off with her reading a poem that she's written. So just sit back, drive your car, do your work, listen to the podcast. We make out in my grandma's old Buick, her button-down, half-button-down. I'm trying to stop looking so straight. Chop my hair so short, my stepdad hates it. The stranger is walking by the fogged window, know more about me than my father. At home, I search Etsy for rainbows, inventory my flannel, wonder how I got like this, so greedy. I dip my fingers into any pot of gold, which is to say any body is wantable. Any button worth slipping through, any buttonhole like an eye, trying to see itself. In the car, I come out to my grandma. She says she didn't really need to know, but I did need her to know how I'll be telling this secret forever. Mirrors spitting it at men in bars. Something about wearing mascara means windows can only steam when there's a man inside breathing. The street, no better, glimpsed my lips on her neck and then me. Fingering the windshield clean, winking off into the clear eye of the night. There you go. That was good. Hey, thanks. Was that uh One time you told me uh, a reading of my poem sounded very stereotypically poemy. Yep, I did, <laughs> and I meant it. Yep. Did, did that one? No, that one was... That was pretty hot. Hot? Yeah, the uh, the other one was very like Robert Frosty, and you you used <laughs> you, you think <laughs> you used some words that I'm like you it, okay here's what it is you used some words where I was like that come on you can't you like like uh, bequeath or something like that I was like come on now you can't I didn't say, say bequeath uh, it was something you, buddy. like twas or something like that it just I don't know. That, but that was good. No, I, I'm not. I'm not even saying that poem was bad. I'm just saying, I thought you were. I thought you were doing a satire on poetry when you were doing it. 
incredibly insulting feedback, but I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know anything about poetry. So. Yeah, clearly. What that was. <laughs> was okay. That sounds. That made. All right. What was that about? Is that inspired by true events? Oh, yeah. This is true. So. You, wait, you told your. You explain it. I'm just going to let you kind of explain your inspiration. Um, I, sorry, I can kind of hear myself and it's disturbing. Um, cut that. Um, anyway, I, uh, realized I was bisexual, pansexual really is the term I prefer. What's that, um, What's that mean? Oh, it's basically just, um, it's like bisexual, but outside of the gender binary. So a recognition of like attraction to people of various genders, whether they are, you know, men, women, or neither or both or whatever. I mean, pansexual is just a term that tries to be more um, conscious of the fact that gender is not this or that. I get you. So bisexual kind of implies, you know, one or the other. Or both, I guess. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, not really. Do you no, want me to it does. It, no, it makes cool? it. I get it. It's oh, okay. it's not like I like boys. I like boys with uh, mustaches, and I like girls with big boobs. It's like I just like weird <laughs> stuff, man. You know. I like it's. You know, yeah, I know I like what you mean. Stuff. There's just weird. I remember. I remember. I had a friend. I had a friend that I saw one time. Um, older guy, like heavy set dude, but I remember coming. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in. We were uh, we were staying at, like an Airbnb, um, mm-hmm. and he had his shirt off and he was watching like some cartoon. And it was like he's like he's a heavy set guy. And it, I remember seeing him and I remember being like, oh, I get it, I get because he's got a hot wife. And when I saw him, I was like, ah, okay, I get that, I feel it. You you felt did you feel are you telling me you felt attracted to him at that moment? Yeah, I, I understood it. I was like, okay. Wow. Congratulations. You had a gay feeling. Yeah, I'm just I mean, I just I get it. I was like, alright. I get it. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found a definition of pansexual. It just says sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. So yeah. uh, pansexual people may refer to themselves as gender blind, okay. asserting that gender and sex are not determining factors in their romantic or sexual attraction. Got it. I, I 100% understand. Okay, dope. Um, so anyway, I realized that shit, like, and then this poem came out of, um, I had a friend with benefits that I was, with and we were saying goodbye and, kissing in uh, my car and there were random, it was like kind of late at night and there were random people walking by on the street. So this poem kind of came out of that, but also a larger expression of trying to understand my sexuality that I was discovering in a new way. How long ago was this? At an older age too. Yeah, it was last year. I mean, I'm 28, so I was, you know, Seems like I might have figured that out by now, but I guess it just took me this long. Oh, uh, you don't worry about it. Um, however long it takes you. 
thanks. <laughs> uh, okay. Was that your first sexual experience with a woman? Not this poem, no. No, but what you were talking about. The, what the poem's about. Oh. Um, I mean, I don't. it's not like that literal. This poem is based on true events, but is embellished for dr- dramatic effect. <laughs> um, like, the part where I, I come out to my grandma, you know, happens in a different car at a different time. Yeah. But it just felt like those two concepts connected in my mind when I was writing this poem, especially because I have my grandma's old car. That's what I drive. Yeah. So it just felt like it, I don't know, those two moments in time found each other and came into life in the poem. And it seemed to be um, important. I guess I wanted the poem to just talk about what it is to try. I mean, it's called the visible spectrum, Yeah. which is, you know, obviously a reference to the rainbow, but also like wanting to be seen and who you are um, and how to, how to be seen when you're 27 and everyone thinks that you're has assumed um, that you're straight and make yourself visible. Um, how long have yeah. you been a uh, pansexual or how long have you, what? do you know what I mean? Like how, how did you, how long have you known that you, you like boys, girls, you like it all. You just like what you like. How long has that been obvious to you? I don't know. I mean, it's been obvious to me for like a year. Like, uh, we're talking in, I recognized this last September. Really? A little bit over a year. But, yeah. That recent. But, like, I think it was there. I mean, it was definitely there before, but I just, it wasn't, I wasn't, as my friend says, um, I wasn't out to myself. Oh, were so. you denying? Were you in denial? Not consciously, but yeah, I guess. I don't know what it was. Because, like, I, I have memories of like um I mean I had friends female friends that I was like attracted to when I was in high school and middle school and like I remember you know practicing kissing like making out with a friend when I was young and not like young but like in middle school and like I think that for her it was just like you know whatever you might do at like a slumber party and for me I was like feeling it (laughs) but I didn't like know where to put that or what to do with that it wasn't Um, practice I mean I had a lot of it wasn't practice for you well yeah I mean I guess it felt different than it seemed like it felt for her so I guess I knew I had some of that but I just never really incorporated it into my identity it had been like those were one off they're like it was a blip you know, um, kind of like your moment that you had where you're like, but then like mentally how you viewed yourself or like how you categorize yourself, maybe not, you know? So right. that seems like a bigger shift, you know? Yeah. So what, I remember, what caused the shift? You said it was about a year ago. What caused it? And you're like, okay, I definitely felt something move there. Let's explore this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fell in love with my teacher and uh, she, I didn't expect it. It like blindsided me basically. I was taking a um, drawing class, like a community drawing class. It was like adult students and my teacher, you know, was pretty much my age. Um, I think she's 
me. Um, and I just like was excited to go to class. It was once a week, every night that I had class, I was like feeling giddy, you know, and she would talk to me and I would like feel like a middle school kid. Like I like forgot what I was saying. I'm like sweating. I'm, I'm confused and disoriented. And then I realized like she was flirting with me and I was flirting with her. And I was like, Whoa, like, like I had a very, very strong and unexpected attraction to her. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see it coming at all. But then when I finally like recognized it, like this went on for, I don't know, the class was like a few months and it went on for like a few something. And then one day it kind of hit me. I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) you are, really, really attracted to somebody of a different gender than you thought you were attracted to. And so I kind of just, like, let it play out. I don't know. Like, actually, it's really embarrassing. This whole thing is like a new adolescence. It feels very childish, and it's kind of funny to me. Um, But she's an artist, obviously. Um, She's a painter, but she was teaching this drawing class. And she said... um, she announced to the class, like, hey, there's a gallery opening with a gallery that was associated with this drawing center um, on Friday night. Like, you know, all are invited to this. And so after class, I'm, like, trying to chat her up a little bit. I'm like, oh, like, that that art opening, are you going to be there? She's like, yeah, I'll probably swing by. Yeah. So probably swing by. The event is happening from 6 to 9 p.m. So when someone says I'll probably swing by, I'm like, what time? is she going to be there if she's probably, quote, probably going to swing by? I'm like, 7, 7.30? Like, you don't come on time if you're probably going to swing by. Yeah. You're not going to be there till the end, right? You got to stake it out, though. time it. I'm like, <laughs> I, you know what? That's what I freaking did. Yeah. Like, so the, the gallery is next to a bar. I swoop by the gallery. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up. Maybe we'll run into each other. Like, this could be a moment, you know? in the gallery it's got beautiful like big glass front windows it's highly visible so i like do a walk by real casual to see if she's in there already i, I show up around like seven um because i figured that's prime time to just swing by yeah i look in i don't see her i'm like all right like i don't want to hang out in this gallery like awkwardly alone like drinking some mediocre wine right bar that's next door so that if she walks you know, I'm going to see as she enters the gallery. (laughs) So like prop up in the window seat, like, you know, staking it out for sure, drinking a drink, trying to act normal. And then I like maybe 15 minutes later, I see her breeze by. So I like finish my drink, go in the gallery, act like I did not just be incredibly creepy and wait for her to come. (laughs) And like, Oh, Hey, (laughs) real casual. Yeah. Um, it, you know what? It worked. The plan worked. Yeah. Like we ended up chatting all night. We went to the, that bar that I had been creepily hanging out at after the gallery closed and like got a drink and like, you know, it was, that was the launch. So it, the plan worked. Creepiness paid off is what I learned. Um, but yeah, so we, we dated for a little while. Um, Wait, not time long. out. You're, you're with, you have a serious boyfriend. I do. Yes. That's an important detail. Cause people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if they listen to your first podcast, I don't even think you, I mean, people need to know you just said you dated for a while and you have a serious boyfriend. So now you have to, 
Does your True. boyfriend was how long have you been dating? Seven years. Okay, that is that is serious as a heart attack. It is that is your husband. Did he know? Did he know about your schoolgirl crush? Of course. Oh my god. How did course. he feel about I'm not it? I'm going to be like, "P.S. I'm I guess I'm gay now. Didn't think to mention it to you." Like, no, dude, you don't get to 7 years by like not telling people things. Right, I know. <laughs> that are important. <laughs> how did he how does yeah. he feel about that? Um, he took it well. He was like uh, I think that it was easy for him because, like, easy, as easy as you would hope. I, I don't know that it was easy, but it wasn't, like, well, if you have this, and this is obviously, like, an interest and attraction and, like, you might say need that, like, I can't fulfill, like, I don't want to stand in your way. Okay. It's cool that you're, like, learning about yourself and experiencing something new and, like, you know, so right. I think that he was pretty receptive. I mean, it's not like conversation, but I'm like, hey, this is something I learned about myself and I want to be able to explore this. And he, we talked, we had a lot of conversation and we talked for a couple of weeks. And so that's kind of happening behind the scenes, I guess. I mean, I kind of glossed over that. Like I noticed my attraction um, when I start to really gel it and realize how significant it actually is, thing happens. I'm talking to, talking to my boyfriend about it. Like, right. hey, this is what's going on with me right now. And he kind of like basically gave his blessing. Like you should happens. Is you he, know? Is he kind of like rooting for you me. too? Is he kind of like, oh, okay. What? Are you like telling him that you're going to stake out the art gallery? Is he like, okay, well, I'm rooting for you. I want this to go well. I hope you find her. I hope you guys have a nice time. Is it, can you connect on that level with your boyfriend? Like, oh, I hope, you know what? I hope you, you know, I hope this is something. I hope you guys hit it off. I hope this is a good night for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's pretty supportive, honestly. I mean, it's not like, I think at first, like, okay, for this first, since this has happened, things with um, that person, like, did not necessarily play pan out in the long run like we had a few months where we hung out and things kind of fizzled but um we've been the relationship I have with my boyfriend continues to be open um and so I've continued to like date mm-hmm. um a few people and I think over time he's gotten a lot more comfortable like with um my teacher he was kind of like it was new territory for us so right. he was like I don't even know if I want to meet this person like I don't know I don't know how comfortable I am, but like, okay, like, let's try it. You know, like I want you to be able to be yourself. But as we've gone on, like I've had like a friend with benefits that I hang out with and we're still like, we're really good friends. Um, we stopped sucking up, but we're good friends and met, met her. Um, and it's, it's all very, uh, friendly and, and amicable. So he's definitely got a lot more comfortable with like, kind of rooting for me um so that's been cool yeah i like before this interview um someone i've been hanging out with came over and we were hanging out and uh my boyfriend was here you know like playing video games in the other room and so yeah i think it's it's been like 
friendly and, and really positive. It's been beneficial for my relationship with him too. So just so. So that was it's the, like, um, was that the, ahead, was that the beginning? Was so this teacher was the beginning of you kind of starting an open relationship with your boyfriend. Yes. Okay. And then yeah. you've, and then does he explore that territory or just you? Yeah, he's, um, he's started dating a little bit. I mean, he's, he's on Tinder. <laughs> so, um, he hasn't, he's like a lot more introverted than I am. So, and I like have a lot more bandwidth to, uh, explore relationships in general, not just like sexual or romantic, but just like I'm active in doing things and making friends, et cetera. Yeah. So I don't think it's like launched quite as fully for him, but cause I think it's also difficult. He's just straight, straight. So I think in like the queer community and some of the other things that I'm interested in, like kink, people are pretty like open-minded and, and are already knowledgeable about what is an open relationship or polyamory. Like there, there's a comfort level. And I think like if he's in the general population of Tinder with like girls that might be on Tinder with like Instagram filters and who love wine and dogs, like they may not be exposed to some of these concepts and what he is about and what he has to offer might be less appealing. Like I already have a girlfriend. Like there's probably a lot of women who are just like, no, what? <laughs> yeah. So, you need to find, I think it's been a little bit more difficult, right? You got to find the weirdo community. You got to find people that are like, yeah, let's <laughs> you're come over here. We, we want you. This is where you belong versus tender. It's like, Oh, I have this weird relationship with my girlfriend and, most girls on Tinder are not that they want like a boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Monogamous traditional kind of jam. Yeah. I mean, I think the people exist for sure. Like he's started to have more connections. Um, I helped him, uh, we did a little photo shoot and I like took some, some like more choice photos for his Tinder profile for him with like our good camera. So he's had more matches since then. <laughs> oh, that is, um, it is weird. I I find this so weird the relationship that yeah. people I um well like long I mean I I watched the show Easy um on Netflix mm-hmm. and it's interesting there I mean it's it, watching couples in general kind of turn into something that the relationship didn't used to be but still mm-hmm. being each other's number one person and being each other's um yeah, like confidant, uh, number one. I'm just gonna say number one, but still, now you're take you're doing a photo shoot for your boyfriend to get more action on Tinder. It's a weird place to be, and it's interesting to see, <laughs> like that something morph into that. Um, there's something what about that? It's interesting to see, like. When you, cause well, I don't know, when you first date a girl, you're like, no, I don't want anyone doing anything with my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend. She's mine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're with someone for seven years and you're like, no, I love her. And honestly, I just, whatever, I, I want her to be happy, but I, but I always want her to come back to me. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. And I think that there's the reason it can, it's working for us 
is because of that fact exactly. Like, like, I mean, here's the thing. Um, have you heard the saying 90% of everything is shit? Uh, I believe that that is true about everything and people. Um, so I have like, well, I can find the good in most people, but like ultimately to actually locate someone that you really click with, that you really connect with and want to keep seeing is like, I mean, I can enjoy the company of plenty of different people, but the point that I'm making is going on dates and trying to meet someone like that you actually really like. Um, it's very statistically unlikely. I feel for me to find someone that I connect with to the level that I do with my boyfriend that I would want to stick around with them for seven years. Right. Like that is a long ass time. That's a better part of my life. It feels like, and I honestly want to grow old with this person. So I think the, the solid rock foundation we have where it's like, I can go out on a date and like hang out and meet someone new and maybe hook up with someone like still coming home to that basis that I have with him and feeling really, really confident in that is how this to be possible for us at least. I don't know. So it's, I don't know. There is something I, I feel that I feel that way. Like if he has, you know, connects with somebody else and like they have a different kind of connection than he and I have, I'm happy for him. Like I want him to have that excitement and like whatever that person might offer that I can't or don't. Still knowing that he and I have something that you can't replicate quickly and easily. So yeah. What a, do you? Is there any fear that what? maybe he could find could eclipse what you have with him or does that not, is it just, uh, is it so unlikely that you don't even think about it? I feel it's unlikely, but I also feel if it's really that perfect and fantastic, then like, shouldn't I want the person I love to be more fulfilled than I can make them? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's a really like mature attitude to have with it. Um, and obviously I think it's like easier said than done. I mean, I totally believe you yeah. that you're, you know, but I mean, it is, it's easier said than done, but I think that is the right yeah. attitude. But I think what a lot of people look for in, um, you know, monogamous or whatever long-term relationship is they're looking for that security, you know? Mm-hmm. So Love what, jail. That's what that's called. What? <laughs> What's it called? You keep them in the prison of your love. love yeah, jail. but the love jail is comforting. You know what I mean? Even if at times yeah. you're like, dude, this is miserable. It's still like comforting to know that you're in love jail. You know? <laughs> the love's there. It, it may feel sure. um, oppressive at times, but it's not going anywhere, which is, you know, you can't deny. Like if someone's completely infatuated with you or obsessed with you it's it's comforting it's validating <laughs> i mean i don't think that uh i don't hmm i don't think love jail is actually real i think the like um sense that like monogamy equals commitment equals security and certainty and things are decided and this is how it is illusion look at the divorce rate like it's not easy for people to pull that off so i think that like 
there's a comforting illusion called love jail and people like want it, but then to maintain it is extremely difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like opening our relationship was like a, it's a pressure valve on that. Like it removes the idea that one person has to be your everything completely fulfill you in some kind of like Disney princess kind of way. Like, and I think we do people in coming from a place of monogamy in general, like you do recognize, um, Oh, like, you know, my partner has somebody that they go and like play D and D with, and I don't do that. Or like, this is their friend they go to a hockey game with, and I don't do that. Or like, when she goes out with this friend, they get fucking mani petty or something. And I don't do that. You have friendships that like are about different things that fulfill different needs. Cool. But then for whatever reason, when it becomes, you know, more than friendship, if there's a sexual element or romance, it's like, that's threatening. Yeah. I, mean, I find I know it, it very possible. Yeah. I mean, there are people that even, even my my dad, like I remember my mom and dad, like my mom talking about this with my dad. He'd be like, my mom and her friend would go, and they're like, "We're gonna go get, we're gonna go shopping." And my dad'd be like, "Cool, I'm coming. Yeah. What's up? Like, let's do it," you know. And she'd be like, "No, you can't yeah. come because it's Debbie and I. It's our thing." And then my dad'd be like, "Well, I'm I'm gonna come. Like, I want to come, you know." It was, he had that, he, he was not, I don't think he was jealous to that level, but he's like, no, you're my wife and I want to spend time with you if that's what's up. I like Debbie. I'm coming along, you know? Wow. He wanted to be there all for right. all aspects of his, of her, you know, so it, it, different things work for different people, you know? Yeah, if they're happy with that, cool. I'd be like, dude, I said I was shopping with Debbie. Right. <laughs> And I think my mom but, did. I think it was kind of, she was like, okay, we got to have like some boundaries. Just let me go to the mall with Debbie for an hour. And my dad, obviously he was fine with it, but I think my mom was probably just thought it was sweet that he was down to like watch sweet. my mom try on sweaters for an hour, you know? <laughs> so on one hand, on one end of the spectrum, we have um, your folks where your mom can't go shopping with Debbie for an hour. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have me and my partner where I can go uh, bury my face in someone's pussy and then come home and lay next to him in bed. Yeah. I my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you want. It's what you're happy with. <laughs> Who would not want that? Does that not sound fantastic? <laughs> you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think... I don't... If my If my wife or girlfriend, if she... It would bother me if she wasn't jealous of that. If she was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. You got free reign. I'm not going to do anything with anyone, but you got free reign to do whatever you want. That would actually, that would bother me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. It Because people talk about that. They're like, oh, yeah, man, my wife let me do whatever I want. I, I, it, to me, it would be like, why don't you care? Why don't I, I would I want that to rile you up. I want the idea of me like doing anything with another woman to bother you, you know? Yeah, that's it. I don't yeah. I don't know. I think but, jealousy, the performance of jealousy and the display of jealousy is a way that a lot of people show affection. 
in a weird way. It's like, hey, I mean, it's, it's sort of like a twist of it, but um, the fact that, you know, I feel jealous demonstrates how much value you have to me. Um, so I hear that. I just, uh, I don't buy into that, but I understand it. I did buy into that more in the past, and at this point I'm just kind of like, there's other ways that I can demonstrate the significance and importance that I place on the relationship I have that aren't necessarily jealousy and vice versa. So, I mean, that works for us, but at the same time, if the sensation of your partner, like knowing your partner would be jealous is in a way affirming to you, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you both operate that way, like want to know that your partner gives a shit, right? Yeah. And I think obviously things, you know, like you said, things grow when they change. You know what I mean? If eventually like 15 years down the line, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't care. We got kids and stuff. Just make sure you do. You know what I mean? Make sure you like pay for the kids private school or something, you know, and like come home and sleep in the same bed. And, you know, as long as you have whatever works, you know, it could change. I could not give a shit. I'd be like, Oh, cool. I want to, have sex with a prostitute like i don't care and i'm and i can do it then i feel like this is a bit of a negative perspective about it like you're acting like because this shift has happened i don't know i'm getting the impression that because we've moved in this direction your sense is that it means that there's like a diminishment of the relationship that my partner and i have but i don't feel that that's true i actually feel it's been an enhancement like i don't feel like it's like, hey, do whatever you want because I don't give a shit anymore. That's totally not the feeling at all. It's like more like I want to support you in actualizing your identity and it involves stepping out of the way in this way. But like on the flip side of that, there's a bunch of other stuff happening. Like it has brought us closer together in a lot of ways. We're talking more we are more communicative about our needs and interests. And we also make more special time for each other because if I'm going to go, you know, if I have like someone else I'm going to go hang out with, then like our relationship needs nurturing on the flip side to like, you know, reinforce it. There's been a lot more care, attention and intentionality in our relationship than there was before. So I don't think it reflects a like, eh, do whatever, you know, it's not like that at all. Right. And I'm not saying, yeah, I know I'm, I'm not saying it's apathy that makes it seem Mm. like, Oh, well I'm not jealous anymore. Therefore I'm apathetic. I think it's more, I think it's more maturity. I think it's more like, Oh, I was just jealous because I don't, I'm insecure about who I am. And I'm worried that, I feel less valued if you go and, you know, put your face in someone's pussy. You know, I feel like I'm not a man. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's mm. really, I wasn't saying it's apathy. I honestly think it's maturity. I think it's, uh, mm. and, uh, understanding of who you are and what you appreciate about another person and understanding that it's like, no, I don't need this person for my validation. I just, I just want them around. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't see how my interest in 
like attraction to uh, other partners is a reflection of like my part, my existing partner's manhood anyway. I feel like there's so much tied up with that. There's a lot of like thing around that where it's like, I would only be wanting that because this person wasn't man enough or something. But like, that is bullshit. Yeah. And I think put there by culture and also men put on themselves and other men, like, why would you put that on yourself? Like you need to be the sole fulfillment. Like your cock is so great that I forgot about everything else. Like, that's just not realistic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it is, like I said, what I'm, yeah. And I, I what I'm saying is that you're right. It's a, it's a pride thing because men want to feel like, oh, she's out there looking for other cocks and fingers to put in her vagina because mine isn't the end all. Good enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. And so I'm, yeah, I wasn't saying, and maybe it was just my puritanical mind going that way, but I honestly think it's interesting to me to see like, oh, it's not, you can just, your relationship can grow into something where you have a deep enough connection that you can both not really worry about who's in each other's pussies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe it's not possible for everyone. And maybe it's not desirable for everyone. There's also that. Like for me, this is like, and interesting and, necessary um but i think there's a lot of people who just like i there is this idea i think in you kind of alluded to it too you were like oh that's just mature you know like you're trying to reframe it i think that people who are poly sometimes act like it's the next evolution of relationships and people who are monogamous are like you know behind the times or just like simpletons ruled by baser instincts like jealousy like I don't want to perpetuate that I don't know that like this model is appropriate or desirable for everyone you know what I mean maybe some people I think there's a lot of people who just like don't want that why would they do that that doesn't make sense to them they don't have the energy to invest in like additional relationships and connections that makes sense yeah so I don't think that like what I'm doing is the right thing it's just like the right thing for me no, and that's, yeah, yeah, I I get it. And a lot of times I'm always trying to figure out what is the right thing, you know? But I, the more I think about it and the more I learn, it's just like there isn't, there's no right thing. Just do what works. Don't hurt anyone and figure out what, you're, what you want. What do you want to do? What do you want from life? Yeah, definitely. That's been a big, like, Honestly, fucking carpe diem has been a big motivation uh, where it's just like, like not only with exploring the fullness of my sexuality, but also like I'm kinky and there's a bunch of, there's a list of things that I'm interested in that I need to experience. And I'm like, when, when, but now, like right. life is short. I don't know if there's anything else after this. Probably not. I don't know. I just like 
life is for living and I don't want to look back with regret for not yeah. having done. So. Yeah. Seize the day. What? Seize, Seize the, the pussy. Seize the pussy. Do it. If you want it, get it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is, uh... <laughs> That's cool. I'm proud of you for seizing the pussy because it's difficult, especially if you've been in a relationship with someone for seven years. Seven years, it's you're worried about jeopardizing it. You know, if you're like, "Hey, I want to yeah. put my face in some stuff, dude." Is that cool? It's a weird thing to say to someone that's practically your husband. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's weird, but also he knows me. Right. <laughs> but I don't think he was that shocked. <laughs> and we had discussed, uh, in theory, like opening our relationship previously on numerous occasions. So it wasn't like conversation. So, you know, but yeah, it's not simple. Like, I don't want to gloss it over. We had a lot of long talks and we're still having long talks. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, so. Because I'm also attracted to not just women, but men and people of various gender expressions. So I think he has a harder time. He's pretty comfortable with my interest in um, being with, like, biological women. But he's a little uncomfortable with me being with men. What is Um, that? So we're still trying to figure out that. Why is that? What is happening Uh, there? It's called sexism. Is that Um, it? I don't know. What is it? I mean, it? I don't want to denigrate him. And no, 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 no. I'll, I'll put myself in the same of... boat. I'll put myself in the All same right. boat. One, a, a woman um, in my wife's vagina bothers me far less than a dude. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Yeah. it could be whatever it is, but that that is the way I feel right now. Mm-hmm. I know. I think a lot of guys feel that way. Bizarre. Um, I don't have an answer for you. I think that there is some societally ingrained sexism. I think there might be some sort of biological thing going on too, where it's like, you know, literally I am concerned about like procreation and I I don't know, maybe there's a deeper lizard brain thing happening. Um, But I think a lot of it's just like, a woman is not a threat to me because she doesn't have a cock, I guess. And I should be the only. Yeah, but why? I don't know. What's the difference? Okay. I I don't know because you know, any female partner I have can easily purchase a very large cock and use it very effectively. So like, there's no, like as someone who is sort of, less concerned about gender for me it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's what it is and i know it's common okay all right i have to grab the charger real quick it's right over here but i want to ask you what um does it bother you uh man or woman your boyfriend goes on a date with Mm -hmm. um with a man and then he goes on a date with a woman hooks up with them both. Mm. Does one bother you any more than the other? I don't think so. You don't think so? 
No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I just want my partner to have a good time. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I it don't is. I don't know how to say this without sounding like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an extreme slut, but I'm just going to. I I feel mildly turned on by both options. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Like, how was that? Tell me some details. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, I think that's funny too, is um, the word slut. It's like, don't call me, like, don't call me a slut. It's, to me, I find it so strange because it's like, you gotta, it's not that you shouldn't slut shame women. It's that you should be able to call being a, there's nothing wrong with being a slut. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when it's like, oh, you're, you're slut shaming me. It's like, well, then you can't let someone slut shame you if there's no shame to be had, you know? You're just a person that wanted to, you know, I don't, that's what I think strange about it. I'm like, why do you, why is there slut shaming? It's just everyone wants to have sex. Why is that shameful? I mean, I think people are upset about slut shaming because it's gendered, where it's like if men hook up, they're congratulated for scoring. And if women hook up, then they're seen as sluts. Yeah, but who no cares who's congratulating you? Use the term slut to describe a dude. That's just not, it's, it is like a gendered insult. Personally, I'm in favor of just using the term slut in a friendly manner. And I am a slut and I'm cool with that. Like, I'm down. <laughs> I, I'm not like ashamed about it. But um, I think that's why people get upset about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. and that's what I, that's, I don't know, I think that ultimately is the problem, it's, it's, there's no, you can't, there's no shame to be had, so, do what you want, people are, I don't really think so, yeah, I think people want sex, and I think that's human, and I think it's fine, like, along with my carpe diem, like, dude, you've only got so many good years, like, you should enjoy them. <laughs> like, if you can have sex, you should. If you want to and you like it, I don't know. The more, the better. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I I think that's, I, do, I think that's true. I think that's, and but I, I don't know. You can't, people are always going to call you names to feel better about themselves, you know? That's just the way it's going to be. Slut shaming yeah. will always be a thing. And it, you just, it, but it will never matter. I mean, it's your choice to give a shit about that or not. That's it. Yep. That's totally it. It's your choice to be ashamed. Yeah, to some degree. Um, what, uh, what um, can what, I'm getting some heavy echo, dude. Are you? All right. Well, you gotta, you gotta deal with it. I have to deal with the echo. Sounds okay. great over here. Okay, I'm gonna let. What what uh what kinky stuff do you like? What are you into? When did you start getting into it? Why do you like it? Oh man. Um. Hey, can you not use my name though? Yeah. <laughs> I'll edit. I'll... It's about to get real. Have I said your name a bunch? Uh, you just did, but I don't think you've said it a bunch. But I, you did reference the previous podcast and also my partner's name. Um, okay, I'll which is cool. I'll figure it out. 
I, this doesn't come out for another week, so I'll figure it out. All right. All right. Go I nuts. think I, it was only it was a couple short moments. Like I think as long as you took out the previous podcast thing, and I don't think name really matters that much if you use a fake name for me. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. Key shit. So much. So much. Um. Really into. Uh, so. Maybe we should do a primer for, I don't know who your listeners are. Do they know about B, D, S, and M? Do they know what those things stand for? Um, sure. Probably. Not I'm my not dad, good. but I'll... <laughs> what? You want, not, not my dad? dad, but you, you can explain it to him. <laughs> All right, Joey's dad. So this is what you need to know. Um, I mean, bondage... Discipline or domination, submission or sadomasochism, or sado, sadis, sadism and masochism. There's like multiple meanings of each letter or several of them. So those are like the major components. But um, I am interested in domination and submission or power exchange, as people refer to it. So that's a keen interest. And then recently I've been um, learning how to tie bondage. So that's been really fun. Like rope bondage. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a freaky weirdo and the whole process of becoming poly and my, uh, attractions to people who are not, you know, just realizing I'm not straight, um, has kind of come hand in hand with like learning to explore more of my kinks that I've, not been able to or not looked at I, I think the kinks have been there forever <laughs> as soon as I had a sexuality I had kinks but a lot of them haven't seen the light of day or even been consciously recognized for myself so yeah it's been amazing this is why I'm talking about how this has been strengthening for their partnership I have, like being able to express and explore some of these things has been really beneficial because I'm more, more sexually alive <laughs> and that's helped the relationship that I have. So already. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. You shouldn't be, you yeah. know what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I was going to say something, but now I'm... No, I'm not going to say it. Um, it? I'll tell no, you after. I'll not? tell you after. No, I mean, I might as well say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't want us to use your name, right? You're cool with yeah. everything, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I like to be bound up and gagged and all, you know, I like this stuff. And now it's like, well, don't use my mm-hmm. name. Why not? Um... Because it's going to show up at the top of Google searches when I'm looking for jobs. There you go. You know what? That is fine. If it affects your livelihood, then I get it. I totally understand. I mean, theoretically, it could. I don't know. No, I do so much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm totally down. Like, I'm open about it to people I speak to, but I'm like, I don't want a future employer to fucking Google my name and then me being like, I like to tie people up and fuck them in the butt to be like a thing that they know about me before I meet them. Like, yikes. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's something about being a professional. It's like you can't know that they're a sexual person. No, there's no place for that. No. Nope. Also, though, like, but I'm like an extra special freak, so that's a lot of information that people may not want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's yeah. it's respect for them, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to protect their sanctity. Like, they don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's um, more about me being able to choose who I share that with. Right, right. Uh, I just imagine someone listening an hour into this podcast that's a hiring manager somewhere. <laughs> They're just like, all right, well... I was cool with the polyamory, but <laughs> tying some you said tying someone up and fuck them in the butt. <laughs> you are yeah. not working at this uh <laughs> this uh children with leukemia fund. That is you're very qualified, but you nasty. I mean I really don't find that fair because I'm not saying I want to tie up children with leukemia and fuck them in the butt. Like, I do have boundaries, you know? No, but... no one assumed that. Oh, shit, I gotta edit your name out. <laughs> Damn it, Joey. Please do not fuck this up. I won't. I won't. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you before okay. it's all done. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> no. Is this, like, freaking you out? You're, like, Christian, right? Is this, is this next level for you right now? Oh, no. We've I've done a bunch of episodes on polyamory um I'll oh, send yeah. yeah I'll send you one my friend Keith um he did one it was really interesting he had um basically it was like a three-way partnership that um oh, yeah kind of went in a weird direction but um yeah that one's pretty crazy I actually put a at the beginning of that one I I told my dad not to listen to it because it it was uh, it was hot. You might like it? it. You might really dig it, actually. Yeah, I'm there. Sign me up. Cool. I'll send it over. Yeah. All right, what do you want to say? Hey. You want to say anything real quick to anyone? Oh, I'm done. Yeah, do you do you got more to say? I don't know. You didn't even delve into all the cool shit I got to do in the last year. What did you, you do? Like, had a threesome. Oh, Okay. You're like, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> no, go go for it. With your, uh, I mean, I don't know. With your, um, with your boyfriend? Nah. It nah. was two chicks. Two chicks? Yeah. Okay. Love my life. Are you more. It was complicated, though. Like, I had a good time. It was with a friend with benefits and her girlfriend. But then, like, she actually had complicated, my friend with benefits had complicated feelings about it afterwards, like jealousy that she did not expect, et cetera. So that was interesting. Like, we had a good time, but then, like, it was hard for her to process. So, I mean, these things are not simple. Like, unexpected feelings come up. Polyamory is not neat and tidy. Like, I definitely I have a decent number of friends who are poly. And some of them live in a, like, V-shaped relationship where there's two partners dating the same person but not each other. Um, and it's going to be complicated. Like, it's, 
a different kind of relationship model, and it's hard because it's not modeled in popular culture or society or other people you know. So, you know, it's an adjustment, and it requires a lot of communication. But um, at the same time, I get to do shit that I enjoy, like have sex with two chicks at the same time. Maybe worth it. I don't know. I sound like a real hornball throughout um, this entire podcast. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. I think it's who I am. I think I got news is. for you. That's the person yeah. you are, and you're a great person. I know you. I don't think that's... Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm great, but I am... I try to be decent and I'm also going through a second adolescence. Well, you know, I think it'd be good in like a year from now, we come back to you. You know, see where you're at. What? If we come back, we do this again. We see where you're at. If you're like, Whoa, dude, really fucked up that is that was a bad idea or maybe you're like full on you know running a sex party studio place <laughs> like a dungeon or something sure i don't know i'm not in the community man you tell me <laughs> sex party um place <laughs> Se- you know i do listen to this pod do you ever listen to the risk podcast no Oh, you'll love it. Risk exclamation point. It's okay. yeah, it's crazy. You'll love it. You're gonna you'll thank me later. Um <laughs> But yeah, we'll revisit it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can have another talk. I don't expect to like flee from this. In fact I feel very one, I feel regret that I did not figure this out way sooner. And two, I feel extreme amounts of excitement and joy <laughs> that my life more intentional and taking the shape that I want it to take and allowing me to experience new things that I never thought I would be able to. Like, how fucking cool is that? And a lot of people have a lot of things that they wish they could do. Maybe they're sexual or otherwise, all kinds of dreams. And they just basically don't even give themselves a chance to believe that it's possible for them to experience. And like right now I feel like I'm actualizing on things that I want to do despite them being like something society might frown upon or something I never thought I would be able to. So I'm fucking stoked about my life and I don't necessarily expect to have another conversation in a year and be like, never mind, that didn't work for me. Like, mm, this feels right. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people think they might be sacrificing something, you know? So I think that's why they're, well, I can't do that because then I'll be sacrificing this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's all, it's, a, or it's a, like, I don't deserve to have this thing or I don't think I really could. I think that keeps people from doing the things they really want to. It's just not a possibility for them? Hmm? They just think it's not a possibility for them? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, haven't you ever felt that way where you're like, that would be cool, but like, ugh, that's not realistic. And so you don't even try for it, you know? Yeah. Maybe if it just seems like if it's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll, what else you got to say? You have any crazy other stuff, tying people up, bucking them in the butt? I have so much to edit out. I'm just going to tell my dad, don't listen to this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, if your dad's not listening, let's get real crazy with it. What do you got? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I don't care. He's t- He turned it off a long time ago. <laughs> Turn it off. What's his name? What's your dad's name? John. John Mark. John. John, this is not a John-approved episode. John, yeah. turn, off, turn it off right now. Um, I, uh, had, I mean, I've gotten to experience some new shit that's been cool. Like, I went to a, um, like, dungeon party pool. Um, and my boyfriend actually went with me, and we went with a group of friends. And there was a lot of cool shit going on. There's, like, hard points on the ceiling so you can like tie someone up and suspend them with rope. So there are people like tying each other up, like flogging each other. And just like, but it's like on one hand, I thought it was going to be, um, I didn't know what to expect before we went to this. And like, are there going to be people full naked, like fucking, what is this going to be? And my partner and I like looked at each other and we're like, okay, like two squeezes on the shoulder and we'll get out of here if it's too weird. Um, but when we got there, it was actually just people kind of hanging out and like playing in a sexual way, but like not, it wasn't like being in a porno, you know, it was just like some people who have a shared sort of sexual interest, but like, it felt like a little, just like some nerds hanging out in a room. Um, but there were some cool things going on. They had like a Sibian you could try. Um, and they had just of like, um, electrical stimulation where there's like a, so you like hold two conductive like grips and then it creates like an electrical, I mean, I don't know the science here, but it creates like an electrical charge throughout your body. And then someone can like touch your skin with just their own hands. And it like creates a zapping sensation, kind of like one of those like, balls full of electrical energy that you would like see at the science center or whatever, but it's your body. Um, so they had that, there was, um, cupping, which is like, it's kind of a massage technique, but you like heat a glass cup, um, with like a fire wand and then like place it on the skin and it increases circulation to that area. And it just creates like a novel sensation. So, there's just a lot of crazy shit going on and it was a really interesting experience. Um, and what I realized, I guess, is that like I, kink is real crazy, but a lot of it's just like trying to experience different kinds of sensations as possible and not saying like there's only one way to experience pleasure. So that's been interesting. Um, do you want more of this? Is this interesting? I don't know if this is interesting or not. I, I found the experience interesting. I don't does know it how make, to be interesting. Does it to make talk about normal it. sex boring when you're getting uh, like your butthole zapped? <laughs> oh 
Um, no, it doesn't. Okay. I mean, sex is still pretty great. Okay. Regardless. It's just like an enhancement or it's a different kind of experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's also like exploring some of these different sensations and like experiences. It's not always sex. Like I think people make sex equal penis and vagina. Like it's very basic, but this kink in general offers the idea that like there's a fuller range of experiences that constitute like sexual play, you know? So like I have a partner that I play with and I just like tie him up, you know, like I just practice like bondage, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're like having sex. It's just like a sexual interaction. That's fun. And, but it can have different activities involved, I guess. So it, it increases the menu of options. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy it. I like novelty. I get bored easily. So this offers me a lot of options. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that is, uh, I gotta think, I gotta think about all this. Is this too much for you? No, but I really, I mean, it's a lot though. I mean, it's a lot to it's a lot to think about and I really appreciate you saying it because I'm it's uh I don't know it is it's uh it's fascinating it doesn't sound honestly all of that stuff you just described didn't turn me on at all it just made me really yeah none nothing didn't do anything like the poem that was pretty hot um but the crazy science fair projects and stuff didn't not a budge at all um it's crazy it's just like cool man dude do what do what makes you happy man like go to the (laughs) science museum and have a party i mean for the record i'd like to state that i wasn't telling you this information in the hopes that you would be getting a boner right now that wasn't like my goal and I'm just telling you, I'm not, right. like, I, I know that. Dungeon party so Joey gets a boner. You're like, oh, he's going to love this dungeon story. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just telling you I, I don't have a boner. That's all I wanted you to know. Let the record show. John, John, your son does not have a boner. Oh, man. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Too much? <laughs> well, he's not going to listen. Um, Maybe that, you know... What'd you say? He's... Yeah, I'm gonna definitely put... I'm gonna definitely text him before it comes out so he doesn't listen. Maybe, you know, and I'm not gonna make... No, I'm not going there. Thanks for being here. Well, say what else you want to say. Do you have anything else? Any sort of That's weird thing name. you shoved That's up your butt? not my name, man. No? Don't call me that name. Oh. My name. Ah. <sighs> All right. Um, so I'm really, I mean, I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but like, how, how does that, how does none of that turn you on? I'm so confused by that. Which <laughs> like, part? What, anything that I was talking about, all of that seems erotic to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell it's interesting what turns me on. And it's not, you know, it's not about me. I'm trying to think of something. 
Oh man, I could. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you after the podcast because I don't want to record. <laughs> you don't want to confess. No, because they're like it's it's stuff that's like in my real world. You know what I mean? It's and it's stuff I can't talk about. Like I said, because it's it might affect my livelihood, or if someone listened to this, could make them really uncomfortable. So, because the things that turn me on are very weird things, and they'll happen at middle of the day, um, with people that are not supposed to be sexualized. Okay. Well, maybe you have your own version of kinks then, it sounds like. Yeah. Believe me, I do get boners. You've had a boner before. Yes. Does Jesus allow that? I don't know. No. No. Nope. You had a boner and Jesus frowned the entire time, real hard, in your direction. Yeah, because it wasn't a boner for my wife. You have a wife? Yep. Married man. No, I don't have a wife. <laughs> I got scared. I was like, you moved to LA. No. You get a wife. I don't fucking know what you're doing with your no, life at this I'm point. I'm still, nope, same old dude, new apartment. Oh. Um, Sorry, man. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what gives me boners. We'll just, we gotta, we gotta pretend to hang <laughs> up the phone. Do you want to know? I mean, I'm intrigued because, well, I, I don't know. Maybe I can describe more things that I'm into that you would agree are boner inducing because the things I was describing are just new experiences I've had. They're not like, you know, I'm not like panting for someone to like mildly electrocute me or something. It's more about just being open-minded to trying new kinds of sensations. But in terms of like what actually turns me on, I mean, I'm sure that like, even someone who's not kinky would be like people who aren't kinky read 50 shades of gray and like lost their goddamn minds over it. Right. So some of these things are still like, you know, uh, secret desires that even like seemingly vanilla people harbor. I think, I think they're built on common principles, like power exchange, for instance, like what dude really would not want, you know, a totally submissive, like service oriented, like chick to, you know, worship his cock and call him like, you know, thank him for, for fucking her. Like, I think most dudes would be like, enjoy that from an ego perspective. Um, right. Yeah. Not me. That does not sound. No, no, I, but I won't say, I'll tell you, I do. I would like something equally weird. Or probably weirder. <laughs> I just don't think that's weird, but okay. Yeah, that's not even weird. I'm just... I think that's super common, but... Yeah, I think I mean, so too. I, I think guys right. like to be the man. I think they like to be told like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest dick that's ever been inside me and I, I'm never going to want another one inside me ever. Definitely. That's not <laughs> weird at all. I think that's that's it. I think that's what dudes want. I think that's all they ever wanted. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, I enjoy, you know, assuming that role myself, like it's very empowering for someone to be like, uh, extremely compliant with whatever you could imagine. So 
I just enjoy that exchange of power and control. Yeah. There you go. Here, I can give you, you know what? I'll give you a real innocuous example. That's completely detached from any specific situation. But, Uh all right, like someone in a situation where they're not being sexualized, this is a thing, and I know it's a thing, there are YouTube videos out there where it's like, it's, um, it's like a woman and she's just describing mundane things, just dumb, main, she's like scrubbing a floor, but she's leaning Uh over and she's like wearing a bra, she's totally, she's clothed, but you can see her boobs through the shirt and she's just kind of talking and then she is oblivious to the fact that her boobs are kind of showing because nothing she's wearing is overly sexual she's not even like covered in makeup she's just talking about some dumb thing that happened to her today just it's nonsense it's scripted nonsense but that to me there's something there where it's something that's not supposed to be sexual all of a sudden it is And when it's that weird situation where it's like, oh, that's someone that wasn't sexualized to me. And then for a minute, it's like, it's the girl, it's the girl you see every day in class or at work. And then all of a sudden you see her in her yoga, uh, like her Mm -hmm. yoga outfit. And you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that to me (laughs) is like, oh man, that's. It's because it's to, to, I think what it is, it's, it's the fact that they're not trying and all of a sudden I'm Mm. sexualizing them. And then that does something for me. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. Sure. The sense of surprise. Yeah. Or the sense of, it's just, it's like effortless. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a porn guy. Like, I've always, like, I grew up Christian, always had the computer in the middle of the house, never got into it. So, everything that ended up turning me on was just stuff in my life. Yeah. You used what you had, and what you had was oh my. a bra slip of someone you <laughs> that was <laughs> didn't think was hot before. That That's it. It's It's funny. That's what it is. It's... Oh man, can I tell you something? Here, here. I I'm gonna. Wish you would. All right. When I was in eighth, oh my gosh. When I was yes, in eighth yes. grade, okay. There was this. There was this girl. She. We were friends. We were like really good friends. And during math class, every math class, the class would. The class, we she would teach the lesson, and then she'd give us time to do our homework. And we could always, like, do homework with a partner. And I would always, we'd, we were friends, and I'd always go to her, and I would, I would be leaning over her desk in a way, kneeling um, with my arm over the rail of the desk a little bit, and her boob would always touch my arm. I would go over there every day. It was a thing where she like knew like, oh yeah, hey, let's do the math problems. 
every day. And there's no, we never, I mean, I was in eighth grade. We never talked about it, but there was no way that she wasn't in on it too. But that was, to me, was better than anything that ever could have happened because it was this like, do you know what I mean? It was just this weird thing where it's like, I mean, my arm is barely grazing her boot, but that was so exciting to me because it's like, Dude, yeah. But had we talked about it? I love that story. Yeah, but had we talked about it and then I just, you know, like, like, groped her boob and she let me do it, it would have been not as dope. But the fact that we didn't really talk about (laughs) it, it it was like, it was pretty hot, dude. That's so hot. That, are you, you got a boner? I see that, because I felt, what? Do you have a boner? Did that turn you on? such a boner i mean i have a perma boner it's called a strap on okay <laughs> um did you put your no i'm not gonna but, this podcast is not for dads yeah, i man. donned it i donned it during this eighth grade arm grazing story arm and tit story um no i felt that before not in an eighth grade way but like you know when you go on like a date with someone and you're like lightly there's like light physical contact yeah. that no one discusses. Yeah. That is like a really great moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you just like tingle, you know, it's great. You're like, Ooh. Yeah. Cause you don't know if it was like intentional on them. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. yeah, there's something about that. But then like, you know, people with masks and balls in their mouth and zapping my asshole. I'm like, nah, I don't, <laughs> I'm good, dude. I'm going to go home and, <laughs> fantasize about I'm not gonna say the girl's and name not I have watch so much. Porn. oh man I want to call her up she's like married just kids now but I want to call her up and like hey do you remember this and like what was your <laughs> she was probably like you're Dude, a... what if she felt like really violated and she just never said anything oh my gosh the thing was we were buddies we were friends um yeah so it wasn't like just some girl I was like molesting and it was definitely like <laughs> she was rubbing her boob on my arm. I'd put the arm there and then, or that's the way I remember it, you know. Um, Dude, is this your deepest kink? No, but it's, it's all. And unknowingly touch someone's boob with your arm? No, but it's stuff like that. Okay. You know what You're I mean? You're a sweet man, Joey. You're a very sweet person. Yeah. No, I haven't. And I think a lot of it is because I haven't really delved into, like, a lot of, I don't know, it was just my sexual upbringing was, like, I was really working with what I had, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I don't know how to explain how the fuck I came out, but here I am. Well, stay happy. Okay. Stay true to you. I feel like I did. I like violate you by telling you all this. I feel like I'm corrupting you, and I feel weird about it. Yeah, totally. I'm now. I'm a perv now. Yeah, you corrupted me. It's all your <laughs> Not fault. Not like that. Just like, does this make you uncomfortable? No, you. You have. You haven't listened to a lot of the podcasts. Uh, I've. <laughs> this one's definitely like yours and my buddy Keith's. Where, you know kind of the more sultry 
But no, I like hearing about this stuff. And I listen to that. Like I told you, I listen to that risk podcast, which is all like, you know, it's a lot of like weird kinky stuff like this, but it just doesn't, it doesn't really do anything for me. But again, they do have some stories that are very, you know, light boob grazes on a desk chair stories too. But some of them they have, you know, they're talking about crazy sex parties with blindfolds and stuff. And it just, it's just not where I'm at now. I am just so amazed by this because I just feel like I've said before to people that I feel like kink is almost its own sexual orientation. Yeah. Because I think we think sexual orientation is like who you're attracted to. You can't really control it. It's what you need in order to feel like sexual arousal. And all the stuff that I'm talking about, like, getting into exploring to me is just so inherently compelling and it justifies itself and it makes sense. Like, of course that's erotic, like obviously. And so to hear you be like, eh, and just like shruggy shoulders about it, it just kind of blows my mind. Honestly, I'm like, I don't even know what, who I would be if I felt that way. Like, yeah, no, I have that. It's crazy. I have that too. I mean, I even, my best friend, I, he was like, I don't like the show Girls. Like, I hate it. I don't think it's good. I started watching it, and I thought it was boring. And to me, it was like, yeah. it was like, what are you, dude, you, you're wrong. Your opinion is wrong. Like, it was that revelation to me. It's just like, nah, some people just don't like what you like, man. And But to you, it's so, it's so like, dude, aren't you loving this, dude? Like, let me zap your asshole, you know? And then... You can't believe. You're making up a fake example. Can I just, for the record, no one is zapping assholes. Like, that's no, not a I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I do. And people know. I mean, it's not, I'm not reducing it down to someone like cow prodding a person's asshole and saying this is the epitome of sexuality. <laughs> this it's, is the totality of what you're into, right? Electrified assholes. That's it. Right. Right, yeah, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. You've reached yeah. the end. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's. I think that's a whole nother point, though, is um, understanding other people and understanding, like, dude, not everybody's like you, man. And you don't got to be like everyone else. Yeah. Different strokes, I guess. That's why, it, like getting into all of this has been really fucking cool because I'm meeting other people who are as freaky or freakier than I am and it's like it feels so good it feels like fucking coming home honestly like yeah it's very affirming (laughs) to be like ah like I'm not like a solo freak like there's a there's a solid legion of us in the you know out there just like without an outlet and it just like feels really reassuring. <laughs> so. Well, good. Like, honestly, I'm glad you kind of like found your home, you know, and it sounds weird that, you know, people are like, well, that's weird that that's her home. But like, whatever, man, that's cool that you're in a community that you feel comfortable in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, did you stop recording?
No. Oh, all right. Are you going to put your boob gray story on your podcast? Oh, hell yeah. That's like, I mean, that's, I mean, it was in eighth grade, man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll tell you my uh, other story. I want to tell yeah. you my, yeah, I want to tell you my other story, but I, I just can't. Uh, on the microphone, but I do All want right. to tell you, even if you don't want to hear it, I want to tell you. Okay. And I'm going to. I'm willing to listen to anything you feel you need to tell me. All right, I great. Great. I respect you enough to, to give that permission. Thank you. You're a good friend. I value you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you fucking moved away. What's that about? Why'd you do that? Um, you know, I like it here. I'm happy here. It's really? nice. I do. This is this is it. This is where Joey Bertoff lives. Oh. Yeah. It's like so sudden. We I had moved I moved and you messaged me four months later and you're like, yo, karaoke? And I was like, live in California. You're like, whoa, so sudden. <laughs> Been here four months, man. Maybe longer. I don't know. Well, hey, at least I invited you to karaoke. Don't bitch. Yeah, that's true. That would have been fun, though. I wanted to go. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I get it. It's not like we hang out all the time. I don't know. One time, I one time we recorded a podcast, and that's how I met you. Yeah, that was fun, though. You didn't like me at first. You were like, you were major. What? You were. You were very guarded at first. You were like, all right, which I totally understand because you were going to a complete stranger's apartment. Um, but then by yeah. the end, even Alec, our mutual friend, was like, you guys were buddies by the end. Go. I think I didn't necessarily know Alec enough, well enough to know if that was going to be a good idea either. Ah, I was like, I know this guy, but like, mm. I don't, he doesn't give me the like 100% vouch on anyone he says is solid, it's solid. Like, I don't know. Right, right. So, was I really that standoffish though? I don't no. remember that. You brought over, like, yeah. you brought over combos, I think, or something. Um, <laughs> I think I brought beer or something. Yeah, you did. It was really sweet. Oh. Well, don't put any of this in the shit, because this is all going to be who I actually am. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's pretend to hang yeah. up the phone. Click. Bye. Bye.